Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. If you're ready to drop the excuses and start showing up as the boss you know you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, hello. I hope you are having a fantastic day so far. I am knocking out the intro of this recording, and if it sounds like there's a toddler playing in the background, well, that's because there is a toddler playing in the background. Cruz is up and hanging out, and I am up against a deadline, so I'm going to knock this out really quickly, and if you hear him, no worries. It's only going to last for a couple of minutes, and then you will hear the interview with no toddlers present, all right? So anyway, last week's episode was all about my top Instagram story tips and tricks, and it was awesome. But there's a little issue with that because at the end of the day, they're my tips and tricks, right? And everyone has a different Instagram story style. So I thought it would be super interesting and valuable to have someone else join me on here and share from their perspective what Instagram Stories has done for their business and also how they love to use them themselves. And as I was thinking of the person I could interview for this subject, I very quickly thought of one of my favorite Instagram bosses, one of my favorite girls in general, Katherine Schubert. And if you've been following me for a little bit, you've probably heard me talking about Katherine at some point because she was in my mastermind for four months. And she's also someone that I consider a friend. And I thought of her first for this specific episode because I'm not just saying this either. She's truly one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram stories because not only does she give value in abundance, but she's not afraid to be herself and try new things. And she's freaking hilarious. So overall, she's incredibly entertaining. But most importantly, I had to interview her on this subject because By utilizing Instagram stories effectively and consistently, she has doubled her business over the past six months, all the while working from home with her beautiful seven-month-old daughter, Lucy, on her hip. All right. So she really knows her stuff. She's killing the game. And I am so excited for you to hear our conversation. So enough talking from me. Here is my interview with Catherine. All right, Katherine Schubert, my second guest on Six Figure Influencer Podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited that you're here. Finally, we've talked about this before, and this is something that I've been wanting to do for quite some time, and we're making it happen. How's it so, going? A freaking amazing. I am honored out of my brains to, to help your audience and to just be with you. Honored out of her brains. I like that. Thank you. Um, I'm honored as well. So I want to give a little bit of background into how I came across the Catherine Schubert and have the honor out of my brains to call you a friend now, which is so cool. Um, And it's a lot like, so Sarah's podcast interview is posted today and, you know, I was giving some background on her and I met her through Instagram and we're friends and same thing with you. I met you through Instagram. Um, and 
started following. I don't know who followed who. Do you remember? How did this happen? Well, I first saw you at the end of the Clearly Confident, um, your bonus call. And then I I followed you because I needed help, you know? And (laughs) the rest is history. Yeah. So, okay. So we found each other through Clearly Confident because I was doing a bonus for them and started following each other. And I started following Catherine and became very quickly obsessed with her stories. And I'm not kidding. Like she was so natural and entertaining through her stories, which is why I wanted to have her on the podcast today. Cause that's what we're going to be talking about. But I instantly, I was like, who is this chick? She's freaking hilarious. She's gorgeous. She's smart. And she is a hustler. You at the time, Lucy was three months old. She's seven months now. And I mean, newborn, like I wasn't even able to function when Cruz was three months old, let alone like really grind in my business and be visible. Like I was grinding in the background, but I was very rarely was I visible and you were killing it. So anyway, I fell in love with her and then um, we started working together because she wanted to rank things up with Red and Fields mm-hmm. and that is her business. And um and we've been working together. And like I said, she's so good at stories. I said, okay, we have to do a podcast on stories so you can give it all away, all the juicy stuff. So talk to me a little bit about for everybody. Well, just introduce yourself. I, I know I just did it, but talk a little bit more about your journey with Red and Fields and social media and all the things. Yeah. So when I started my business, it was 2017 and stories were not a thing. Mm-hmm. So all we is that correct? I mean, it was all grid in Facebook. So stories weren't a thing and I wasn't on Snapchat or anything like that. So my business was fine. I completely had to force myself to, um, to post on the grid. The grid is just very static. It's very, it's not super fun for me. I'm going to be honest. It doesn't show personality as much as I would like, um, that to my skill at least. And so honestly, once stories came out, it was a little bit intimidating, right? Because it's like a new feature. But over time, you just learn that you can talk to your audience like they're your best friend and share some of those, you know, intricacies of your life and, and what you're going through, like, who knows, like with your kid or with your business. Um, I know the way I share products is pretty specific on my stories, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but I get on and wash my face, you know, cause that's what we do. Yeah. So that has been really huge. And that's just a snapshot of my business going from the grid where it was like really no life to now being in stories. And people are truly intrigued about my business from product and the business perspective. Hmm. So, and that's something that I, I talk a lot to my audience. You know, I obviously I talk a ton about Instagram and things that they can be doing. And I always say that when it comes to stories, like if you're not showing up in stories, I mean, story, stories is the best way that people can get to know you outside of actually physically meeting you in person, which opens up a whole world of customers and potential team members. I mean, you could be signing on customers and team members in other countries because of this platform and because of stories. Whereas before, or if you're not using them, you're totally closing yourself out from all of that potential. 
So ever since you started really taking stories seriously, what did that do for your business? I mean, has that totally changed things? It's been wild. So for anyone who's followed me for at least a year, they would know that I used to do stories pretty well on like a personal level. I think I don't remember sharing so, so much about my business, but I'm sure I did. And then I took this huge hiatus, huge. I had no energy, no motivation while I was pregnant. And, and then it was right after Lucy was born that I was like, something has to give, like, I'm either going to quit or I'm going to triple down. And so obviously I tripled down because I took clearly confident. I hired you. I actually started showing up again. And I I was reminded how fun it is to engage with these people. Like they are my friends. So, um, to your question, once I've really been consistent, Allie, they're some of my most sweetest, favoritest, (laughs) best result customers are people I've never met from a different state. Yes. I mean, I have people from California who, who buy from me, who I truly just, and, and the funny thing is they didn't know anyone selling Rodan and Fields mm-hmm. and that's our headquartered state. So it just shows you how networking through social media can really be, really be powerful. And don't discount the fact that you feel like everyone's doing it. Look, not everyone's doing it. A lot of people, 99% of people aren't showing up. Right. And so just because someone launches their business doesn't mean they're working their business. Absolutely. And so many people are like, well, it's oversaturated. There's so many, there are so many running and field consultants or skincare consultants in general. You're absolutely right. Anybody who doesn't sell it, even if they do know somebody who works for Reddit and Phil's, that doesn't mean that they're not, they're paying attention to them. Right. Right. If somebody isn't paying attention to somebody who's selling the thing, or if they're not actively searching for it because they need it, then they're not going to use that. They're never going to use that product until, and that's the cool thing about social media is they can just be following you because you're funny and because you have an interesting life and you're a mom and they can relate to you in all these ways. And all of a sudden you sell this product they may or may not have ever heard before. And only because they're already watching your stories because you're keeping them entertained. Do they become a customer, a client or a team member of yours? A hundred percent. So you have their attention, you have their trust. Yes. And it's, it's a natural progression and it's fun. It's so much more fun that way. So much more fun. But what's so cool about you, Catherine, because I think so many people, they watch you now and they're like, okay, well, it's really easy for Catherine to say that because she's a pro and she really knows what she's doing. And this is what I thought about you before I knew you before. I just thought you had this natural knack for stories. And I say the one thing I said to you all the time was you need to be living in your stories. Um, but that's, that wasn't always the case. Absolutely not. The reason it does come natural to me is because different than the grid, no one can see who's watching. So it's really just between you and that one person who's watching, right? No one knows how many hundreds of people watch or if one person watches, right? No one knows. And I like that about, I like the privacy of stories. Um, There is though that double-edged sword of like, does anyone, what if no one messages me? Right. Mm -hmm. So it is, yes, it's natural. And I I really like how it's different than the other parts of Instagram, but anyway, it it has its, um, uh, nuances, if that makes sense. 
Well, can you talk a little bit more about, because you said that you had Insta-Fright. Yes. Oh, yes. So talk about that, because I, I know a lot of people out there, they, they see the value in stories, or maybe they're starting to understand the value through these conversations, but they are really struggling to put that phone in their face and actually <laughs> show themselves and show like their houses. You know, so many people come to me and they're like, I don't have a pretty house. And I'm like, girl, I don't either. I don't care. You know, there are a lot of people okay. who, right. But like, there's, there's a lot of people that are scared to show up and that was you. So totally. talk about that and how you eventually overcame it. Like what was the catalyst for that? I think the biggest thing I struggled with, which someone sent in a question today was I have a lot of thoughts, you know this, right? And I think everyone else knows this now. I was like, wow, Catherine has a lot in her brain. Uh, wow. Well, I used to think like if it was a moment of inspiration through something I was reading or something I was at, whether it was a conference or church or whatever, I would have this huge moment of inspiration. Like, man, someone could benefit from this. I should get on Instagram today and talk about it. And I just wouldn't. Because I thought, who cares? Oh. And not only maybe who cares, but they already know this. Like, this is obvious. So I'm just not going to share. So moment after moment after moment for months, I just let these moments of inspiration pass, not sharing them with people. And now, you know, I may get on two or three times a week with something that's heavy on my heart, you know, in a way. And the amount of people who are struggling with the same things you are is un real. Yep. There's so many people who are quietly, you know, struggling and insecure about things that just you wouldn't even imagine. You think so, the only one who's going through it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. So getting over that fact that no one cares because people do care. Um, and that everyone knows the thing that you're about to share. Um, what's obvious to uh, you know, us might not be obvious to everyone else. Yeah. And it's worth sharing. And people forget that like, people don't have to watch your stories. People aren't handcuffed right. your stories. If they already know the thing, if they're busy or they're looking for something else, they can skip through. But by you holding yourself back and saying, oh, nobody cares, or they've already, so pe most people already know this, then the one or two or who knows, a hundred people potentially that need to hear that at that time, who maybe have never heard it before or need to be reminded of that, you're not sharing it because you're worried of some people that might've already heard that information from somebody else. So mm -hmm. you're really doing people a disservice. You are. And that's a huge motivator to show up once you kind of get that momentum. And some of the best messages I get is from people who could never do anything for me. They're people who are other consultants who are not on my team, but I'm like, you know what? And the fact that my, my business, my confidence, my content gives you hope and inspiration and a new wind in your sales and your business. Like, are you kidding me? Like that is huge. Like that's, I love it. And I, and I save those messages and, um, you know, it, it's motivating to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. So is that the thing? Like, did you just start slowly getting into it and then you got a little bit of feedback as you went? And then is that the thing that kind of gave you like a boost of confidence to keep pushing forward and keep showing up more often or was it something else? Yeah, I guess you could say so. I mean, there's definitely been times like, right. I remember the weekend I started working with you. I, I did a post about, look, 
no one might respond to your story because there was a long, long, long time where engaging with people's stories just like wasn't the thing. I feel like that's a new thing. Yeah. Um, it's like maybe the past six months, whereas before it was just posting it. And then you would go to a party and people would say, oh, I love your stories, by the way. It's like, what? You know, you watch my stories. I didn't know that anyone cared. Yeah. So it's honestly having faith that what you're doing is adding value to someone without getting that gratification. And something that I've noticed, and this might be true for you, but I know like I almost had to train my audience to engage with me. Like at first, it's kind of like whenever you first meet somebody in person, you might not feel comfortable asking them questions or, you know, talking, giving them a compliment on their shirt or asking where they got a watch band from or whatever. Mm -hmm. But as you start coming around people more and more, then you start feeling more comfortable as you see them to ask those questions. Right. So like, I think a lot of people cut themselves off too early where like they might finally throw themselves out there and test out their stories and they're really scared about it and they test out they don't get feedback as quickly they don't get engagement you know in the first few times and then they're like well I must I must suck at this or my fears must be right nobody cares whereas like with me I had to fake it at times like whenever I was like hey what what questions do you have for me it was crickets for a long time and I I would come on and be like somebody asked a great question (laughs) and and I would just start talking about the things that I thought that they wanted to know and over time, it got better. So is that how it was for you? I guess you could say that. I mean, your IGTV on that topic, I, wa- I think I watched it four times like before we actually started working together because you do feel alone and you feel like you're the only one that no one cares about and, you know, your content and stuff. So I think that what you're like a good way to say what you're, what you did and what I did is you start showing up as the expert. You know what? Take, yes. the, take the initiative and answer their questions without them having to ask. Yes. Right. Because people do mosey in and out of the DMs saying, how do I do this? What if no one responds? Blah, 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 blah. So just take the initiative and ask it for them. Yes. You know what? That's just showing up as the expert in my opinion. So, so good. Okay. So you got over Instafright. You know yeah. that as you started doing more stories, you started gaining more connections and just in this past year, we were having a conversation before we started recording. Your your business essentially has doubled just yeah. in the past six months. And it's been all on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And like I've said, you need to live in your stories because you are so good at them. So what would be your your top tips for Instagram since that has been such a huge factor of your business success? So these are really practical and they're not the juicy, like emotional things people want to know, but they've been really, they've, they've been everything for me. Mm-hmm. So people want to know what's going on behind the scenes. They want to know what's making Catherine so educated, right? Or, and by that, I mean, how am I sharing all this information? Well, it's because I'm reading. Mm-hmm. So I'm showing these people, well, this is the book I'm reading this month and, and this is what I'm learning in this chapter. Um, so it's cushioning personal development, by the way. So for people that don't know, yeah. is, I've, I don't think I've ever come across anybody that is so invested in their own personal development. It's, and that's one of the things that I loved about you very, very early on. And that's what she's talking about. She, she'll be reading a book and she'll just pop on and share tips and, and aha moments from what you're reading. Right. 
Totally. And the reason I love that is one, because someone needs to hear this. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Someone needs to hear it. Um, and it also shows the journey of what I'm learning. I mean, and just a side note about showing the journey, it's embarrassing, but all the time people say, Catherine, you've grown so much on Instagram. Like I used to watch you back six months ago and you've grown so much. Look, that's embarrassing. And it's not because it's a compliment, but it is because I'm like, I know though, I know. And we need to not be afraid to show up as an amateur and grow before our audience's eyes. Like that is inspiring. That's so good. Don't be scared. Yes. Oh my God. I love that you said that. Yes. Because that is, I mean, I know for me, whenever I was first getting started, I was like, who am I to do this? I haven't been doing it very long. How can I start talking about this topic as an expert when I'm pretty much, I mean, you know, I had experience with my first business, but you know, people weren't used to seeing me talking about these things. And, and it was something that really tripped me up. But I love that you're putting that as like, own it, understand that your, your audience is going to evolve with you. They're going to be watching you grow and they're going to, eventually, you know, even if there are some doubters out there who are like, what is she doing right now? Because you're just getting started in six months. When you stay at it, these are going to be the people that are reaching out to you asking questions. A hundred percent. And on that, who cares if there's like 10 people out there that say, who does she think she is? Yep. Literally who cares? Who cares? They'll never say it to your face. And if they do like, Oh, well, who do I know? I am. I'm, I'm someone who's trying to run my own life. Thanks. Ooh. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> There's that. Um, my second really practical tip is put the words on the screen of what you're trying to say. Okay, let's take, subtitles. Yes, subtitles. Um, does it take an extra 10 minutes? Yeah, it does. It does not need to be pretty because pretty doesn't get you paid. I think content gets you paid. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I like, if I'm trying to make a big point and I'm talking about it, I, and especially sometimes when you're emotional and you're fumbling over your words, write exactly what you were wanting to say. Yes. Not what you did say, what you wanted to say. The point. The, what the heck is your point? Because another side note, do not ramble on stories. No one needs to know that you went to the gas station and then got a Slurpee and then you're going to your grandma's house and then try to make a point. I'm like, no, yes. no get to the point. What is that you said in the beginning? Um, boring. Oh, boring will put you out of business. Boring will put you out of business. Yeah. Because, okay. Well, so people might be thinking right now, well, but you just said to share behind the scenes, right? They might yeah. think you're contradicting, but what she's saying is, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I want you to emphasize this more yourself too. like, take them behind the scenes. But when you have something important to say, don't start out with 10 minutes or even two minutes of rambling and totally because you're going to lose people's attention. I mean, I mean, seven seconds. Hey, you guys, you know, I hope you're having a good morning. I just made eggs for Carl and he's out the door. That's enough, right? right. Just put right. Lucy down for a nap. That's enough. Right. We don't need to know for 10 slides what you did this morning. We just need to know, hey, I'm living my life just like you are. Now I'm getting to work, about to do a podcast with Allie. So excited. What information do y'all need to know? Boom, boom, boom. Yes. And That's what I'm saying. And tease this. Yeah. So I just did a podcast. Um, it will be out next week on some Insta story tips too. And that's one of the things I was talking about subtitles. And I, I said like, 
especially if you know that there are things that people need to hear. Like if you have a big sale or if you're doing something at your house that you want people to come to, get to the point quickly. Get done because yeah. you're going to lose people. And then you're wondering why nobody's responding to your stuff because they, they're not even getting to the important stuff yet. Yeah. And then you're doing yourself a disservice. So, you know, if you need to delete it and record it, re-record it just for simplicity's sake, that's great. You know, Instagram shifted their 10 slides to four slides for a reason. Yeah. So let's hold, hold ourselves accountable to being efficient. Love that. Get to the dang point. Yes. I have more on that. Oh, oh. also, like, if you're not going to put words on the slide, at least do something that shows the people like, hey, you need to sit down and listen. Like, put the sound on thing and say like one word, like one emoji that's like a laughing emoji or something that says, this is funny. This is serious. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, you know, something in the tension grabber. So that's my thing. All right. So show the behind the scenes, get to the point, add subtitles, anything else? My last one, and this is actually the most fun part once you get used to it, is talk to your audience like they are your best friend. Mm -hmm. When I was first starting out, I, I was shaky and I was wobbly and it was like, ugh, was that too weird? Was that too vulnerable? What I would do is I would talk to my best friend and I would say, hey, did you watch my stories? And she'd say, yeah. I said, did you feel like I was talking to you? And she said, yes, I felt like you were exactly who you are. And to me, that is huge. Like, I'm not trying to be one person online and one person in real life. Right. You know, I need it to be consistent so that I can sleep at night knowing that this is me all the way around. That's a huge, huge, huge tip. Because with online space being how it is, there's so much noise. And we all have people that we're looking up to. And especially if you're in direct sales, you're looking at your upline, you're looking at other team members to get inspiration. And, you know, maybe if you don't know how to do something, learn how to do something from these people. And I think something that happens very easily, it's very, very easy to do this. And we've all fallen into this trap at some point is to start instead of getting inspiration from somebody almost start like mocking them in a sense and taking on their personality characteristics and talking how they speak to their audience. And then it comes off inauthentic. And, and like you said, this isn't something that comes natural. Like especially anytime you try something new, very rarely are you going to get it the first time, right? It takes practice to kind of find your footing and discover like, okay, this is how I talk to my friends and this is how I feel comfortable talking to my audience. So I love that you said that. That can be a, a good visualizing technique for people trying to hone in this skill themselves. Like picture you are literally FaceTiming a friend. How would you speak to that person and then just do that? Totally. Totally. And like, how do you call your friend and how do you tell a story? You know, and I get that it's different, but at the same time, they need to feel like, you know, that's my girl. That's her. Like, yeah, she's doing the Insta story version of her, but that is still her. And she's, and honestly, sometimes I feel like I'm even more myself on Instagram than I am in real life. Mm, yeah. I don't know why. It's yeah. weird. Well, 
One of the things that I noticed about you and the reason why, you know, as we were working together, you know, Catherine would come to me and she'd be like, what should I do? You know, I need to talk about this thing. How should I go about it? You know, we would talk different strategies, but at the end of the day, I was like, Catherine, honestly, like this might sound simplistic to you, but you, you just need to be in your stories. And I said all the time, you need to live in, live in your stories, live in your stories, live in your stories because she was so good at being authentic there. And what I loved about you so much and what I want people to hear from this, because I'm not just bragging on her, there's a lesson here. What I loved about how you did your stories so much is because you were just, you didn't care how goofy you were. You were just, you genuinely, like it was so obvious that that's just how you are. Like you're a goofball and Mm -hmm. you talk a mile a minute and you have a million different thoughts, but like you, that is how you came across. And I think that's why you're so entertaining. And I'm not saying that because I want people to feel like they need to be super funny and do the same things that you're doing. But I'm saying like, if you have some weird quirks, I don't want you to think you need to get rid of those or mute those in any way, because that might be the thing that like people want to tune in for because it's you and it's entertaining. Completely. You can smell inauthenticity from a mile away. And the sad part is a lot of people, like you say, they're not doing it on purpose. They're doing it because the person they look up to is doing it. And we think, well, if they're recruiting 10 people, I must need to go do that. Um, No, absolutely not. The reason it's working for them is because that is so true to them that they cannot fake that. And so whatever is so true to you that you can't ignore it, you have to do it. Even if you know, you snort on your Insta story because that's how you laugh. Like people love that crap. Yes. They love it. And even if you're not funny and you're, you're just a more serious introverted person, there are a lot of very serious introverted people out there who don't relate to me, who don't relate to Catherine because that's not their personality. And they want somebody to show up. I'm, I'm not the most charismatic person out there. And I feel like that's kind of how I am. Like, I'm not very funny. You know, I I talk a lot of business, but that's just how I am. And finally, when I got around to just owning that, I started resonating with more of my people who I consider my my ideal people. Because I was just like, this is just who I am. Take it or leave. Completely, completely. There's honestly nothing more hard to watch than someone trying to be funny or, or, or like super bubbly when, when they are a more serious, you know, in their mind, in their, you know, person. I'm just like, come on, just be you, please. The world is begging you to go be you. Yeah. So a hundred percent. That's such a good tip. So you also, we also got some questions from your audience before, before yep. we move on to those. Is there anything else that we are leaving out? Cause I just feel, I just want people to understand more or less like, cause it's one thing to hear from me whenever I'm talking to my audience, I'm like, you need to be doing stories. This is really important. This is how your audience gets to know you, you know, and I, I've grown my, my business completely from Instagram. I know so many other people, but you really, really did this too. Mm-hmm. So is there any other information that you feel like you want to talk about to drive this point home? Well, let me just tell you, these questions that came in are so good that there will, and they're all things that I've wondered myself and struggled with myself. So as we go through those, I think, um, 
we'll, we'll touch on that for sure. And I, there's more coming in, so I'll check. Okay, perfect. So let's go ahead and get started on those because, yeah, we have a lot of them. All right, so one of the first questions that you got was somebody was asking, how do you come across confident or gain confidence on the days that you're not feeling it? Like maybe, like, do you always put on, you don't always put on makeup. Like you show up makeup lists all the time. You wash your face on camera. Like, but on the days that you're not feeling it, do you still show up or do you take days off? How do you handle that? So I think there's a difference between like, I know I don't look my best and I'm genuinely, my heart needs a a rest in the funk. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to talk more about my appearance yeah. <laughs> I show up in my robe without makeup on with my hair in a bun more so when Lucy was really young and we were just grinding, you know, uh, now I try to just make myself feel like, Hey, I could go record a video today. But, um, ultimately I remember thinking, you know, I'm so busy raising this newborn. We're all busy, right? I, I need to get this out. Like, honestly, if this word of inspiration does not come out of me this moment, I will forget it. Mm-hmm. Honestly. And so I took that inspired action, like no matter how I looked. And you know what? If I needed to add a dog filter onto it, I would. <laughs> you know, but but that wasn't actually so common. And I, because I'm in skincare or whatever, I was like, you know what? My skin's not perfect, but let me just show people that like I'm confident enough to come on without. You know, that's just kind of part of my little message. I'll try to be true to that. But ultimately it was more of a practical, like I need to get this message out now and showing up imperfect is a million times better than showing up when you feel more perfect. That's, that's silly. It is silly. And I love, I know like as somebody who is working through this myself, I love when I get on stories and somebody like kind of says something awkwardly or they flub on their words, but they just, they keep it anyway. I'm like, Oh, that wasn't so bad. Cause I mean, I'll record the same thing like three times trying to get it quote perfect when in reality, like people will understand what you're saying and also, exactly. just stop wasting your time. Oh my gosh. Just side note, pause. People too have got to stop apologizing for coming on looking like a mess. Yes. Oh my God. And apologizing if you flub on a word, like stop. No, we got what you were saying. We get that you're in a row. We get it. You don't need to go underline and bold and italicize the fact that that just happened. Like no one cares. If you laugh about it, that's funny. That's, we get it. But apologizing, no, not up in here. No. So good. Just own it. And I think the point that, needs to be really emphasized here is if you feel, if you don't feel inspired, if you really are in a funk and you need a day off, take that day off. But Mm -hmm. if you are feeling inspired, you have something on your heart that you want to share. Don't let something as silly as your appearance or not having makeup on or whatever holds you back from getting that thing out. Because how many times have you said, "I'll, I'll share that tomorrow and then you forget it or it just doesn't come across as inspired or authentic as it probably would have the day before. 100%. I can tell you for your audience, some of my highest engaged posts, um, stories have come when I, I mean, it was a complete ratchet mess because, you know, after you work out, sometimes your endorphins are high and you're like, I was just thinking about this. This thought came to me, do not go shower and then try to do it. No, go do it as soon as you're done and you're breathing heavy and you're trying to get it out. Yes. That's all I want to say. Love. So, so good. Good advice. Do you ever 
get hate? I do not generally get hate. I recently got a question that this this girl made this assumption that I unfollowed her out of um, a, a sort of like a self-interest thing. Like, oh, you followed me just so that you could unfollow me because I followed you. And, and she made this huge assumption and called me annoying. And it was like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. So yeah, stuff like that has happened, but generally it does not. More people are so incredibly kind than you would ever imagine. Yeah. People are so kind and so ready to um, support you that that is honestly, I think what keeps a lot of us going who are in this content space. The good far outweighs the bad. And a million times over. And something that you can keep in mind is if you ever do get a, a hater or somebody who's being hateful, I just, I mean, when you can step away, like after the initial, whoa, you're in a mood today <laughs> or, you know, after the initial, like somehow taking it personally, that's a reflection on what's going on with them too. You know, yeah. like for somebody to take the time to actually hate on somebody else, like first of all, who even finds the time to do that? Or even like, you know what I mean? So you have to kind of take a step back and be like, where, what place does somebody have to be in to go as far to send a message with some sort of negative vibe or connotation to it right and then once you look at it from that angle it's like you know what I feel bad for them whatever I'm going to keep doing me um mm-hmm. but I, I love that I, I agree with you the good far outweighs the bad and I think the thing that your audience will like since a lot of us might be in direct sales or are thinking about direct sales is I cannot think of a single time where anyone's ever hated on me for doing a, a direct sales business Ooh. I think a lot of people assume like Um, no, people are actually very nice, very supportive. Even if they never buy from me, they're usually like, Oh, you know, I noticed you're doing a great job or, you know, all the things. So I hope that that will encourage someone. Yeah. Because I'm sure that holds a lot of people back that they think that once they start, or maybe they've done direct sales in the past and they want to like, they're, they're listening to you right now. And they're like, I would, I would love to have an upline like Catherine. Like, I just want to be in her, on her team, but they're worried about what people will think about them jumping ship or, you know, or starting something fresh or whatever. And what you're saying is like, you've never experienced anything like that. What you, and you used to, we've talked about this. You used to fear what people would think about you selling right in the fields because something a lot of people don't know about Catherine is she's a licensed dietitian. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. And it's hard for it. And, and then eventually you decided you wanted to sell right in and fields. And that was a fear of yours. Like what would people think? And it was not as bad as you thought it was. It wasn't. And I was going to say this in a different part of the podcast, but when it, when you're making your podcast, please try to think of that best friend in mind. Cause if you're thinking of like your parents, friend or your old teacher watching your stories, that is awkward and uncomfortable. So don't think about the people who you're afraid of. Think of the people who you're helping as you're making your stories. And then it's way more fun. And you're not going to have anxiety over a former teacher or watching your stories. Or just block (laughs) because if it's bothering you that bad or like it's holding you back, then it's time to hide those, hide your stories from those people, block them, whatever. Like, 
they probably wouldn't notice or care, but if it is holding back your business, you need to do something about it. Great point. Great point. Next questions. How to have patience, and we've kind of already talked about this a little bit, but how to have patience when there is a lack of response. Like whenever you are sharing about the product or it's end of the month and you're, there's not a lot of movement happening, how do you stay cool and high vibe? How do you handle that? <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole other podcast. It is. <laughs> One of the things that you were so good about reminding me of is that all we can do is control our daily actions. And you cannot control the market. You cannot control people responding to you. If you've been doing this for freaking six months and no one has ever reached out to you, I mean, that's that's a red flag, I think. Um, so are you only sharing about your business and your product? And are you making it like commercial style? Or are you being fun and engaging and adding value in different ways? Because if you if you are being fun, entertaining, and sharing a product that can help people... Over time, oh my gosh, people are going to need your help in some way. They just are. And that has completely been true for me. And you're building relationships, which takes time. And something that I, I talked with a lot of my clients about, and I want you to, to, I'm interested to hear what your perspective is. But so many of my clients will be like, yeah, I shared this product and I got a lot of, you know, people engaging, but nobody was really, nobody bought or nobody was really asking questions about the product. I was like, but you got a lot of engagement. Yeah, I got a lot of engagement. You know, some people like were asking about my shirt. <laughs> Girl, that's how it starts, yeah. right? Like for me, that's how, so, I mean, I would, all of my clients started from random conversations or then just like DMing me about something and then you facilitate that relationship. They get more comfortable. They get to know you. And over time, eventually they're buying from you. They're referring somebody to you. Yep. And is that what you have seen? Yes. A hundred percent. It is rare where someone will come out of the blue and say, I need this product, but let me, it happens. Yep. And it happened after, you know, me being faithful to the process and not worrying about it because I can't predict someone, someone coming out of the woodwork, but what I can control is when someone comes into my DMs about my shirt, I can kindly tell them exactly where I got it. Hey, I think it's on sale right now. Here's a link going above and beyond to serve your people, even when it has nothing to do with your product or your profit. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes. I feel like that might be the best point right here because so many people, like if they were, I, I do think, and I, I've probably been guilty of this too, where you want people to respond in a certain way and they're responding, not how you want to. And because they're not asking about your specific product or your specific service, you might ignore them or get back to them later. And you're like, well, they're not important because they're asking about my dang shirt. Girl, you, like you said, going above and beyond and just being a friend to them is what is going to eventually convert them. If that's a thing that might, you know, that's yeah. burning these bridges essentially. Uh, uh, because business, no matter, I don't care if it's direct sales. I don't care. I don't care. It's about no like and trust. And all three of those things happen behind the scenes in DMs. Yep. You can like someone just from watching, but that trust and that when you respond to someone, that shows that they can trust you. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. When you recommend a good product, that shows that they can trust you, which is another point I didn't make. But one of the things that really got me out of my shell with stories is sharing about things that had nothing to do with rodent and fields, like my vacuum cleaner 
or what type of yogurt I buy. Um, because I'm a dietitian, I can be trusted with, with what food products I buy. Um, you know, where I got a, you know, a home decor sale or something. So anyway, trust. Well, it's all about that. That was actually the next question. So that's a really good segue into that. Somebody asked what, how you determine the ratio of when you share about family mm. stuff, oh. life in general. Do you go by like a mathematical formula? Do you just feel it out? I, I do not have a recipe or a mathematical formula. Uh, this one's hard, but I will tell you that the fun thing about stories is that when you can find a rhythm and truly tell the story about your day, that's what's fun. It's like, not just I woke up, but Hey, if there's a funny story about you waking up, great. That'll probably get people's attention. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if anyone watches my stories, they'll know that I'll come on and do something and then I'll go wake Lucy up Mm -hmm. because that's the rhythm of my day. I wake her up about three or four times a day, um, when she's not crying and that's my day. Right. So, I don't have a mathematical thing, but what I do know is that people don't only want to know about my product. Right. They, people tell me that they only want to see Lucy, but guess what? That's not going to stop me from sharing my business because there's people who really want to know about my, you know, my products and what they can do for them and what sales are going on. So I do both and I kind of do it as, as feels natural and appropriate. You know, what would I want to watch? And I, you know what, and if I get the ratio off one day, because I'm really trying to hit a business goal, I'm going to be more intentional about my business. Right. Like, so I, I kind of do what feels right. Good. And I think something that helps you too, or as an outsider looking in, if you show up so often sharing so much value on other days. You know, what you are reading, showing off Lucy, which everybody wants to see Lucy. Everybody is invested in Lucy. <laughs> By the way, Cruz is um, arranged for marriage with her. So I'm sorry if anybody else was hoping to have Lucy's hand. Lucy Cruzy. <laughs> um, but because you share so much other value, at the end of the month, when you do need to ramp it up, you need to get those last sales and whatever it is that you need to do, you feel good about it. And you don't have to feel guilty because you're like, Hey, the rest of the month I've been showing up for my people. And now it's time to focus on my business. And you feel good about that. A hundred percent. And there's just so much that comes full circle when you invest in people and, and, and not expect anything in return. Like I said, in the very beginning of this podcast, getting encouragement from other consultants and, and giving them information that I could help them with has been a really fun part of this whole thing. And when the end of the month comes, they're like, Hey, I'm rooting for you. I really want to see you get this X, Y, and Z that you're working for. And that's just such a fun part of this whole thing is rooting for people. It really is. Cause you don't feel like you're a lot of this working from home is super isolating. We all know that. So as you do build those connections, even if they're not necessarily business related or people that are going to be contributing to your bottom line. It just, the community and that support helps with your confidence and, and uh -huh. helps your business. I cannot, I was thinking about this earlier and it honestly, I could get emotional if I thought too much about it, but because I was at the cusp of like, should I even continue my business? I've done nothing. My, pre my whole pregnancy, what am I going to do? Right. If I had not kept up with my business, invested in myself through you, through clearly confident showing up and pouring into my stories. It sounds so crazy, but honestly, Allie, I might be on medication right now. 
Like, I think I honestly, I don't know. I just don't know what I would have like, I don't want to say lived for, but I don't know what would have kept me so engaged outside of, you know, you know, a baby. And that's just hard. That That's a hard truth that I think I reflecting, you know, reflecting on that. That is super powerful. Cause I think outside of just the business part and, you know, Instagram and social media being so powerful for your business when it's done correctly, but it's also an outlet. Yes. And it helped me like there are many days where I don't get out of the house, but because, but I feel like I've interacted because of my community and my followers and because of stories and people cheering me on and helping people and answering questions. I don't feel like I've been in my house all day for weeks on end, especially in the beginning. And I agree with you. Whenever I first had cruise, it was a huge transition. It was, and I feel like we could totally do another episode on this. Um, it was a, it was a difficult transition for me. So I I feel what you're saying. Like it was an outlet and a way for me to show up and get ready for the day and like Mm -hmm. do the things to take care of myself because I knew by doing those things, it would make me feel better. And I would show up for my business. And yeah, it's just, it's so much more than just good for your business. It's good for you. If if you're completely so truly social and good for the heart and soul. I love it. Love, love, love. Um, do you ever second guess yourself? You know, are there times where as you're doing your stories, you delete them or you record them a million times? How do you navigate that? When I'm vulnerable, it is hard not to be like, was that too much? Was it not enough? Did it hit the right point? You know, and you know, I would message you about that and say, Hey, Allie, go watch this. And 10 times out of 10, you're like, great. Great job, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, no one messaged me about it. And you're like, so what? (laughs) This isn't about you. You know, this is about you adding value to them and move on with your day, right? (laughs) Don't, don't, I do not obsess over the number of people who watch my story, which might be a good analytic thing, but I just don't. So yes, I second guess myself, but when it came from an authentic place and I didn't force it, I, I just go with it. I've never deleted a story ever after, um, unless I like double post it or something weird like that, which has happened. Um, uh, so yeah, I just, you have to trust yourself. Trust it and go with it and trust you. And I want to touch on not being obsessed with the views because I think that was, I do remember you would message me and you would be like, Hey, I posted this. And I feel good about it, but it's been like an hour and I haven't gotten anything. And I'm like, go live your life, please. Like, stop worrying about people. Like, you have, you've got bigger fish to fry. None of us need to be, you, your job, our jobs is to get out the value, get out the message, and then move on to the next thing. It's yep. none of your business how many people watch every single slide. It's none of your business how many people DM you. Your job is to get it out and to move on. Because I think And I say that and I really want people to hear it because that can make you freaking crazy. Completely. Watching the number, waiting for messages to come in, wondering if you should delete. How much time are you wasting? How much stress are you putting on yourself when it's none of your business? And people could be busy and planning on messaging you later on, or that could be like the introductory thing that they see you and they're like, oh, I want, I need to tune into her later on. She's awesome. She's real. 
right? But like, if you're always stressing about those numbers and second guessing yourself and deleting it, then who knows who could miss you? Completely. It's none of our business. And one of my favorite things I think about almost every day that you taught me was you're going to say the same thing almost every day in a different way to a different person. So chill out. If you didn't do it in a way that resonated with a hundred people, who cares? Like who cares? Do it, keep showing up, do it consistently. And there will be a, re- a, um, a result. I just got done reading the slight edge and he was saying, of course we plant, we cultivate and we harvest our business. And that's that's nature. Right. But he said, there's this really big step where we have really forgotten to cultivate. And it's that space between cultivating and harvest that we're so impatient because we live in a clicks, clicks, microwave society. And our Instagram stories are where we cultivate where we keep pouring into people and we add value. We, you know, give them that nourishment of whatever we're offering. Yes, absolutely. And and something that we we've talked about all the time, is like, you're planting those seeds. Don't think of it as every single story is like one thing that you need. Like your, it's your work as a whole, your week as a whole, your month as a whole. These are just little, your stories are little seeds that you're planting. And every time you continue to show up, you're just watering those seeds for different people at you know different rates, depending on when they started following you and whatever. So, so good. So good. So, so good. And then the last question I have, I'm sure you have more too. Um, but the last one I have that was in was um, how to incorporate products without mm-hmm. being salesy. I love this question. That's the one I was going to talk about if we didn't get to it. So, My product is one that is visible. I can give a before and after for it, which is huge because I'm not showing a product bottle. Like no one freaking cares what your product bottle looks like. Mm -hmm. If they happen to be cute, great. Post it once a month. Who cares? Mm -hmm. But honestly, no. So the best thing that you can do is either show a transformational photo, a before and after, Mm -hmm. or for me, I show the process. So with our skincare, we have about a three-step regimen. And I, and I have a conversation with my people while I'm washing my face, mm-hmm. giving education on why you need a toner <laughs> and why you need hydration and what is Lash Boost. Like, why does it work? Is it like the thing that L'Oreal just came out with? I don't know if I can say that. But, I, you know, what's the difference? What sets you apart? People want to know the why. Yeah. You know, reap results. So give people the info. Don't just... Sh- you need this in your life. Bye. Yeah. What do you mean? Yes. Prove it. And, and I think a lot of people, that's when people are like, well, people already know this. People have already heard about last year. They know what it does. No, they don't. No, and they, they don't. need to be reminded. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Don't just show the product. Explain how it works. Step into that that expert role as the skincare expert that people are like, Hey, if I ever have some question about whatever, I know that I can go to Catherine. Right. And, and I have people and give information generously and freely. I have people who come to me who have other consultants who are like, you know what? My consultant never taught me how to use my X, Y, and Z. I learned that from you. Hmm. I'm like, great. I'm so glad that I helped you maximize your investment. Mm -hmm. Right. So we just can't worry about all the details. Just trust that you're doing the right thing by giving value Love and having fun. Goodness. 
Have fun. Yes. And I think that's, that's when you share the other things outside of your business. What are you doing? Test things out. And I think that's what makes you so entertaining because you genuinely love what you do. Like you are, you're a very social person. So this, it does in a sense come a little more naturally to you, but you've worked on this. This isn't mm-hmm. something that, I mean, it's something you used to struggle with. And this is a skill that you have honed over time and you have fun with it. That's, that's right. I love it. And that's how I met you. And I'm just, you, you just never know what your, your faith in the process will do. I would never be on this podcast if I didn't have faith in the process. True, It's true. Because I mean, it's crazy. And I'm so thankful that you did. I know so many people are thankful that you did because you've got a lot of fangirls out there, <laughs> maybe some fanboys, which Carl will handle that, but lots of fangirls who are so thankful that at that crossroads, you decided to stick with it and show up anyway and work through the funk and the insta-fright and work on your skill. And that's why you are, your business has doubled. And I just, I adore you. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. It has been awesome. I'm so thankful. And I'll see you um, for another episode later down yeah. the road. Yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do more of these. We have so many different ideas of podcasts, but so fun. Be later on. But thank you, Catherine. You're amazing. And for people who want to find you, how can they find you? My handle is Catherine M. Schubert. And I'm sure the spelling will be in the in the show notes, maybe. Because yeah, I spell my name different. Yep. I'll link you in the show notes and you guys need to follow her. Even if you don't think you're interested in running in fields right now, that is fine because you just need to see Lucy. That's right. They're just hot little couple, hot little family. And it's just fun to watch. So (laughs) thanks, Allie. I adore you. I love you. I just love you too. All right. Hey friend. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.